0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me like always is
1: I'm not here. I don't have a name. I'm that, not real.
0: That's what we're doing.
1: Yeah. I'm not I I I do, I don't have a name today.
0: I thought if we decided that if you didn't have a joke, you could just say your normal name instead of making something no. terrible.
1: Nope. I'm not plain. here today. I'm gonna just gonna walk out of the studio.
0: Alright, so uh Joining me today is Solomon Cooper, and this is starting off so well, I can't wait to see where this is going to go.
1: I don't, I'm, I'm sad.
0: Uh, we have a uh, pretty pretty jam-packed show. We decided to take it lighter. Last week, we did a pretty deep dive into the cannibal thriller Fresh. Oh, yeah. And um, we wanted to give everybody a break from the gore. We did have a couple of people uh, email and say they had to turn the episode off because it was too... It was too much for them to even have us discussing the movie, even though it wasn't in graphic detail.
1: It was brutal. It was understandable. I respect that.
0: So we won't be talking about Cannibals this week. We're going to be discussing a new movie that is available for streaming right now on Disney+. Plus.
1: Oh, you want me to say the name?
0: No, that's why I'm looking at you, yeah. Uh,
1: better Nate Than Ever.
0: Yes, it's a musical um, from the creator of...
1: High School Musical, the musical of the series.
0: Yes, Tim Federley from... Federal, federal, it's not, f- it's not federal, <laughs> federal, federal,
1: federal, federally, federally, no, that's not it, anyway, Tim it's F-E-D. created
0: this show, and uh, it's based on his uh, his best-selling book, sorry, it's movie, and uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that, of course, we're going to do a quick recap of um, Halo and uh, Marvel's Moon Knight, because we've been, we told you that we were going to, and even if you're bored of it, we're not, so we're going to be discussing it Anyway. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Full disclosure, though, we did just get back from the uh, the Central Texas Comic Con. For those of you who aren't watching and are listening, I'm holding up my uh, my badge.
1: Mine's pink.
0: Um, was a really fun time, and highly encourage everybody to go check it out next year. Hopefully, we have a bigger turnout. I mean, I we went so we went on the Sunday, which is usually the slower day for a con. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. And Get maybe, some cool stuff. Maybe next time we will have a booth. That'd be, That'd be
1: cool. Y'all should, y'all should definitely come then.
0: Absolutely. So, shall we wade in slowly? Wade in the deep, the, the shallow end of the pool. Yeah. To the ocean.
1: I like this idea.
0: Which one do you want to talk about first? We talk about Halo or Moon Knight. Uh,
1: I think we should just always start with Halo, personally.
0: Yeah. So, Halo, uh, we're on episode three now, the show. It's been very confusing for some people. It doesn't follow the plot of the of the games. Um, its They've changed a lot of lore. Some people say, what's even the purpose of making a show based on a game if you're going to do that? I don't have any issues with that, personally. Um,
1: I think it allows us to relive a new story in the same universe. Yeah. Because we've already experienced the other one. That's already basically a 50-year-long movie.
0: Yeah, and I honestly think that, that the most successful video game movies have been the ones who find a way to operate inside the universe, but not trying to tell the exact same story. Yeah. Um,
1: this isn't a video game movie though. It's a video, video game, TV, game show.
0: TV show, which we've never had before. Really? But we're about to have another one, another prestige one, which is, is it? the last of us for yes. HBO. <sighs> um, but yeah, we have a bad habit of uh, talking around the things that we're trying to talk about by talking about other things. So, so let's not do that. So let's not do that. So the number one complaint that people were having with this Halo show is, A, they, they were expecting. And here's what's really funny. If the Mandalorian had not come out, not one single person would have been expecting this show to have him not take his helmet off. But because we have the Mandalorian. Where he's oh, I would have expected it. Because, he has, where, because he's, we have the Mandalorian, there was a huge expectation that they were going to do it like the Mandalorian. Um, so by the time we're in episode three, hopefully you've, uh, gotten your panties or your knickers untwisted enough to see the show is going to have him out of his armor. It is going to have him out of his, out of his helmet. Um, but I think that by episode three, they'd think- actually figured out what they're trying to do with this show. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I felt like this is the episode where everything clicked into place.
1: Yeah. Like it was, it, 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 it was good today. Like it was really good. Not today. It was a really good episode this week.
0: Yeah, we start off with um, we start off with the human who's been taken in with the Covenant. We get to see her backstory and why she has sided with the aliens. It was essentially because she was a...
1: the Covenant. Yeah, I'll call them the aliens.
0: Yeah, but you know there are people that listen to these podcasts that don't know everything about Halo and they may not be watching the show yet. So well, yes, the Covenant, the evil aliens. Um, they have adopted this human because uh, they've I guess realized she's some kind of chosen one. But the point is, for her, it, it's more important why she sided with them. And that's because she was essentially like a slave child in some, like, slumlord. Scrap. Yeah, like, like planet. it was like a mining planet or something. Um, And she watched her best friend, who was like an eight-year-old kid, get beat to death right in front of her by these, like, evil corporate monsters.
1: Yeah, and she was about to get beat to death, and then she got saved by. By the aliens. By the aliens. <laughs>
0: yes by the covenant so we get to see her backstory and then we get to watch a really amazing scene of her come on with these hunter worms and kind of take over a ship um that was pretty amazing and then we got introduced finally to the show's version of cortana and Mm. solomon had some major issues with the way she looked
1: i had a major issue with the way she looked um One major issue. I loved her. She was awesome. I think everything about her was amazing. But she had skin. She didn't have skin. She had skin color.
0: She had skin tones, yes.
1: And I don't know why they would do that to me. She's blue. She's blue and then dark blue. And those are the only two colors that she is. She's not light blue and then... A, a shade of blue, and then another dark blue, and then peach.
0: All right, so you understand why it's hard to make uh, video game movies or TV shows that appeal to fans because they're sitting over here whinging and moaning because the the color of blue is a little bit not blue enough. No,
1: no, th- it's peach.
0: I will say that it was weird. It, I think that, this, that, the, that the coloring is not what actually was bothering you. I think it's that in the games, anytime we see Cortana, she... Looks like a hologram, so she's textured with like ray patterns going through her. Whereas this, it was actually like smooth, like it wasn't like it didn't look the same.
1: But she was peach.
0: No, it was she was like she had skin tones, but they were blue tinged.
1: Yeah, they're blue tinged peach.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying, I, I think that if it would have been, if it would have looked like that and she would have looked more like hologram, it wouldn't have bothered you. Either sure, way, this maybe is a, this is an idiotic thing. It doesn't bother but me at all. But they've had
1: six games to work off of and they couldn't get one color right. Why did they want to make her human? That's weird. She's a ro- she's a hologram thing. They're not
0: making these just for the people who played the games. They're making these for a whole new entire audience of people. And
1: why would they want to ruin the way she looks?
0: Look, I'm not saying that I would have made it that way, but I don't it didn't bother me even a tiny bit. It I thought It bothered
1: me so much. They
0: brought back the original voice actress who plays Cortana. She did a fantastic job. Yeah, she did. They very quickly established it, and honestly, it you could tell it was almost like the dialogue scenes in the previous uh, episodes that were kind of lame that, you know what I mean? They weren't egregiously bad. They were just really flat and kind of boring. It's like they were just waiting for Cortana to get into the show so they could write this banter. Yeah. Because once they're writing the banter between Cortana and master chief, that's when the dialogue starts to actually really pop. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not, not a lot else happened. I mean, that's a huge development. But not a lot else happened. Um, but yeah, like we well, said, I, I, he
1: like he he feels emotions now.
0: Yeah, he took out his uh, emotion chip, and we do know that that his in this emo- show, emotion inhibitor, his emotion inhibitor, and we know that in this show, um, this version of Cortana is basically a spy for Halsey. The and Halsey, if you don't remember, is the
1: well. and It also does do what it was supposed to. Do. It's it still like heightens brain skill.
0: Yeah, but sure. It's a spy. But she's a so spy. But yeah, Halsey, just so you know, is for those of you who haven't been following along, as, uh, she created the Spartan program. Actually, I can't really – we're going to do a recap of what Halo is all about every single time we do this. So, sorry, you can just fast-forward past this part if you're not interested in watching Halo. I, if you're a sci-fi fan, though, at all, even if you don't play Halo, I would say to check it out. I mean, it's a big-budget yeah. sci-fi show that's not Star Wars, so it feels unique and fresh. And especially uh, – that's a weird thing to say because they're stealing from a lot of other things – You know, Mm -hmm. like The Expanse and Star Wars and uh, to some extent even Star Trek. But I would say that by by this third episode, the show's not feeling wonky. It feels like it's kind of gotten its sea legs already. It feels like it knows what story it's trying to tell. Yeah, It it understands what this version of Master Chief is, this version of Cortana is. So I I have to say I'm really excited about it. I I look forward to it every week.
1: Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. And I'm hoping to the lords up above... That they fix her skin, dude. It's so weird. So dumb. Everything about the episode was so good, and that was just—I'm just so upset that they had to do that to me.
0: I just want them to actually get to the halo.
1: It's just so bizarre. I'd be
0: really upset if the halo is like the teaser at the end of the show.
1: That'd be really weird. But we understand that there's a key to unlock the halo. Yeah. Because that's the weapon, right? Because the halo rings are all weapons, right? Yes. Okay.
0: Spoiler for everybody who didn't play the games.
1: Well, we've been spoiled.
0: <laughs> that's dumb. Does it make any sense? It's a
1: new timeline.
0: Um, but, yeah, so that's enough about that. Um, and let's move on to our secondary TV recap. A lot of, lot of uh, kind of sci-fi going on. Actually, Moon Knight is not, I would say, sci-fi. It's more fantasy.
1: You're the one who said sci-fi, not me. I was about to instantly diss you.
0: Well, I wasn't correcting you. I was correcting myself.
1: And, and I, I would hope I didn't say anything. So I was going to say... I'm going to with
0: the microphone now. Well... <laughs> Every time Solomon annoys me, I'm just going to hit him with the uh, jib arm of this microphone.
1: I was going to say, place. I was going to correct you, but you corrected yourself.
0: Yeah. So, um, again, there isn't a ton to grab onto to talk about in this episode, but, um, uh, we find out some cool news st- to full spoilers for this show, by the way, but you're, while you're listening to a moon night, let's talk about moon night. If uh, you haven't already watched the episode. Yeah. Same
1: with Halo. We were spoiling that too.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah. So we have Oscar Isaac's, uh, Again, is playing multiple personalities at this point. There's what two? I would say. I wouldn't count Moon Knight as a third one. No, it's not. Um. So there is the, you know, bumbling but adorable British boy. Uh, no, I was gonna say uh, gift shop worker. Yes. National History Museum.
1: Stephen of the gift shop.
0: Yes, Stephen of the gift shop and then is now what he knows is an alter ego that's been taking over his body
1: mark Spector. mark
0: specter yes so we we find steve in a really weird place in this episode where now he knows that mark's been taking over his life he's found a lot of evidence of mark's life so he's basically going to try and destroy mark even if that means destroying his life mm-hmm. like he's about he's ready to commit himself to you know the insane asylum and you know anything to not yeah. have to take him over. Um, so we get to find out a lot more of the lore behind Moon Knight, what he does. So, do you remember what the name of the mummy guy is? He's like a minor deity, minor.
1: His name's like, a Full Shock or something.
0: New Shoop.
1: No, not new shoop
0: new.
1: new. lock I'll look
0: it new up. I'll, I'll I'll look it up while, while you take over from here. So he, we find out like that the the Moon Knight's are the avatar for this minor. Egyptian deity, mm-hmm. and we also learned that the um, the main villain, Ethan Ethan Hawke's character, used to be Moon Knight. Yeah, he used, he
1: used to, be to be the avatar for Moon Knight, and um, but now he felt that it was unfair the way that Moon Knight worked because what he did is that he just like would kill all the people who had already taken the path of evil.
0: Khonshu. Yeah, tried to look it up, and you had to watch me unprofessional.
1: And um, basically, this new deity he's following, Amet. Yeah. Um, basically, is there's like a scale of good or bad, and it basically decides if you're good or evil before, and if you're evil, you just die. Yeah. So and yeah, it, it, even with children and everything. Yeah. So
0: Amet's like, uh, did you ever see Minority Report? No. Steven Spielberg. So Minority Report, they essentially have these uh, beings that are called precogs. And I can't remember if they were like genetically bred that way, but essentially they were supposed to have precognition. They could see into the future. Okay. So in the future, in Minority Report, crime is predicted before it happens. So they have these essentially psychic things that are linked up to this computer system, and it flags a crime in the future. And then they go arrest the guy before he can commit the crime. Um, and like one of the examples is a guy who, um, the vision they saw was he comes home and he finds out his wife is having an affair. So he just snaps and in a crime of passion, kills them both. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this guy would never have been thinking about killing his wife. He didn't think of himself as a murderer. It's a crazy thing that snaps. Yeah. But what happens, they just go and arrest this guy at his house. He has no idea. That, why they would think that he's going to do something or anything. I mean, he does know, they know what the precogs are. They know it's the law now. Yeah. But you can see how unfair that is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you would think that there would be a better way of getting around the system, but yes, that's what this essentially, that's what Amit's kind of justice is. So Khonshu, conshu? Khonshu. Yeah. Like his justice is you commit a crime. He punishes you, right? Yeah. He doesn't wait for, he doesn't wait for judges and juries. He sends in Moon Knight to take care of it. Yeah. Um. So, Vigilante, basically. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, Amit is pre-crime, right? Yeah. You get judged by what you might do in the future. Oh. Or in, it, her, it, in this God's mind, what you will do in the future.
1: Yeah, like it, it it knows or something. It can see all things, future, past, and present.
0: And then it just kills you right then.
1: Yeah, and it, it it's so weird because, like I was saying, he just kills kids or anything who hasn't even done anything in their life yet, and they'll just die.
0: Right, and they didn't show that, but Steve brought it up as part of a paradox. He's like, oh, so but what about if they're kids? Yeah, and, and he's, he's like, like
1: I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not into this murdering kids thing. Is that what y'all are into? It's funny.
0: Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, we, don't, we still don't know exactly what the plot of the show is going to be. You know what I mean? Like the overarching plot. Well, we, the, do, we do at least know what the main villain is trying to do right ethan hawk is trying to get the scarab and we now know that it is a compass to omit's tomb a compass Amit's to tomb so they can resurrect her mm-hmm. and i thought there's a that was a really funny line when uh steve is like maybe we don't go trusting everything that this half crocodile lady says um i thought that was pretty funny but yeah like the show continues to be really delightful because of great performances not as much action as some of the other marvel shows but i appreciate it and what action there is feels unique yeah um it's a bit darker than i think most of the other marvel shows
1: yeah this is a very different marvel marvel like ip i guess
0: yeah they're not they're not mentioning thanos or the blip or any of the things that happen in Avengers, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as far as the show is concerned, they're pretending like this is a totally separate entity. Yeah. That doesn't mean that Moon Knight won't ever show up into something else. But as far as the show is concerned, they are definitely treating it as a completely self-contained thing.
1: Which I think has been really cool. Yeah,
0: uh, And uh, not to just harp on, get obsessed with us talking about the way that things look, um, lest we be labeled shallow, but Moon Knight just looks really cool. Yeah. And even though in the only version of the comics that I ever read, and I know there's a bunch of different versions, so I'm not at all trying to say that this should be how it was. He was like Batman in the sense he was just a really rich guy who made his own suit. It wasn't a magic suit. I don't actually know oh, any really? iteration of it where it's magical, but there's something really cool about the way it, it like goes on to him. Cause it's like, it wraps around like mummy bandages and mm-hmm. the thing comes on. Yeah. And then he has like a mo- half moon, uh, like, like, batarang that he pulled out of his chest.
1: Or karambit is what I was calling it.
0: It's a karambit.
1: It's a curved knife.
0: Okay. Well, I think it looked like a batarang.
1: Okay. Well, sure. It is, basically. Or a, moon, a moonarang. Um, also, there was two really awesome shots in this episode as well. There was a shot where he, like, jumps over a building and, it's like, he jumps and it's, like, right in the moon. And then there's another shot of, like, a church and, like, a Dead body on top of like a spike on the church, and him looking up, and it's like a in it's like a diagonal line of things. So it's um Moon Knight looking up at the at the death on top of the church, and then that's the church, and then it's the moon, and it's just a really good shot. And it's like uh,
0: yeah, there's a lot of depth to the shots in this show. Yeah, uh, and I think that it feels more cinematic than some of the other Marvel shows have. At least to me. Yeah. I mean, WandaVision had moments where it felt really cinematic, but once it started getting back to just the normal marvel plot, it, it flattened right out. mm mm-hmm. um, what, what, what else would I say? I mean, yeah, I can't think of, I can't, I'm sorry, to finish should start finishing my sentences. I am going to say, what other Marvel shows would I say is really cinematic? I definitely don't think Falcon and Sin- Winter Soldier was. That was pretty flat.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Hawk had a very specific tone, but I don't, wouldn't say it was particularly cinematic either.
1: Yeah. So this is the most dramatic one.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, like other than that, like we just don't know a lot about what's going. Are you having a stroke? What's going on over there?
1: Uh, my arms were tired.
0: I usually try sitting up, like me, to get some get some posture going.
1: I had posture earlier, but just uncomfortable. I was just trying to stretch my arms and my back.
0: Well, we yeah, we just don't know a lot about what else is gonna happen in the show. We know that now that Mark Spector is trying to take over Steve's body, it's really hard for us to know which one is the original owner of the body. It seems like Steven, but that feels like a trick.
1: Yeah. But Steven, I feel like, is.
0: Maybe. Because
1: Mark says, he's like, I promise I'll get this thing and this won't be an issue.
0: Yeah, but he needs to say whatever he can. And why would Steve get to have it? All Steve has is a goldfish and no life and no friends. Mark has like a wife and kids.
1: I'm not saying that who deserves to get the body. I'm saying whose it was. That's there's what a, you asked.
0: There's a really po- funny part where uh, Steve tries to turn into Moon Knight without letting Mark take over his body, and he turns into some kind of weird posh Moon Knight with like a like a suit, white suit on, like an actual suit coat, not like a superhero suit. Yeah, just
1: like a straight up suit suit, and it's still got like the the mummy mummy bandages, but it just looks really weird and silly. Yep. But I think that's um about it for Moon Knight, right?
0: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit until we start digging into the meat of the show, but right now it's kind of a lark, you know, it's kind of, it's light and you don't really know what's going to happen. And I'm loving it, honestly. Um, But yeah, I'm having a great time with it.
1: I'm looking forward to it.
0: So let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors and we'll come back and discuss Better Nate Nate than ever. Better Nate than ever.
1: And now a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to the Kids Stays in the Podcast, and we're discussing Better Nate Than Ever.
0: Yeah, so a uh, lot of Disney Plus-centric discussions today, because we also discussed Moon Knight. It's right on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But that means that you can watch Better Nate Than Ever right now.
1: Than ever. It's not never.
0: Better Nate Than Ever. Yeah. Yeah, on Disney Plus, right there on the top banner, and you can follow along. So, uh, yeah, this this movie kind of came out of nowhere for me. I did not see any trailers for it. It was going direct-to-video without any marketing, so I 100% assumed that it was just going to be um, kind of like those Disney Channel movies that used to come out that I never, ever watched. Yeah, and I even, had never heard of it. And not even like the big ones, like the Hannah Montana movie, like the really small ones, like the Zack and Cody movie. So,
1: Yeah, I don't know what that is.
0: I was really surprised to... To see that it uh, was picking up a lot of traction and it had got really, it had really high scores on you know Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, and it was a musical. Um, and Solomon keeps arguing with me about the director's name, even though I'm pretty sure it's uh, Tim Federle. You know, what? it isn't. I don't want you to try and get into an argument with the audience that can't respond by spelling his name and explaining how no, that no, no. means that it would not possibly be spelled, uh, pronounced a certain way. I want to play
1: it on Google Translate. And then head and hand it... No,
0: that doesn't matter. It's a name. Google Translate's not going to be helpful. I'll just
1: do F-E. I'll just spell it how it is. Capital F. And then I will... Nobody
0: wants to listen to us do that.
1: You can talk. You can do what you did. And I'll just press the sound button, and then you can hear it. And then we can see who's right. I love this idea.
0: How about this? I'll look it up while you are giving us a plot synopsis of... Is it better, Nate, than ever? Better, Nate, than always? Than ever. I, That's what I said. I, I thought I said that. What did I say the first time when you corrected me? Never. Better late than never. No, okay. better Nate. <laughs> better Nate than ever. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. So you play. You look that up. I'll okay. give us an amazing plot synopsis. Um, so there's this boy who is really into theater, and he's been trying to get his big break. He's only in the seventh grade, and uh, we see the cast list is posted for one of his school shows. He gets a tree, and his friend ends up figuring out a way to get to new york to audition for lilo and stitch and um crazy things happen in new york and um it's pretty it's pretty fun and uh people explore new york see what the auditioning's like and uh we just follow this little boy's adventures
0: yeah it's a really fun um uh tim Fetterly talks about how he really, you look- yeah, I, l- I looked it up and i was right so I swear there's no video that watch of it. They're just like a bunch of interviews, but it says it's fed early. I would hear my mom on the phone spelling it for the cable company or an electrician. It was always F as in Frank, E, D as in dog, E, R, L, E, not Y. Because it's, because it's federally. It looks like it should be a Y. That's what it says. So anyway, Tim federally talks about how his inspiration, like some of the movies that he loved when he was growing up was adventures in babysitting and movies like that. And, um, this kind of has a lot of adventures and babysitting vibes. They even make reference to it to probably make it not seem like he was, you know, ripping it off. Um, but he, he found a, like an absolute gem with, uh, Ruby, Ruby Wood. Is that the, is that Nate's name? What is wrong with you?
1: Ruby is the only part of that name I know. I don't know his last name. Yeah. I think it's Ruby Wood. I know two of the names. You can but know the rest of the names. I
0: hope that the people that are watching this are really enjoying me how many times I'm having to look on my phone. I night. think it's good. that Yeah, it's Ruby Wood.
1: I think it's good that you're checking um, on your phone a little
0: uh, Yeah, Ruby Wood. And then, of course, the big surprise for Solomon, even though I I knew it because I looked it up before. I can say it. Sure.
1: It was Lisa Kudrow.
0: Yeah, Lisa Kudrow. And she's really good in this. She and, is. Um, And one of the surprising things that for a, a kind of a, these... A, Movies that are kind of precious about, you know, cute little kids is it's so centered on them. And then the adults kind of get short shift and short shift shift. I don't know. What is
1: the matter? Are you having a stroke? I
0: I confessed to everybody that we were really tired because we've been at at Comic-Con all day.
1: I'm fine. You're having a stroke.
0: (laughs) Anyway, they normally don't give, uh, you know, they don't really care about what's happening with the adults. And while the parents do kind of not have a nothing role. Mm-hmm. They basically only exist so that the kids aren't have to be set in an orphanage. <laughs> um but yeah, Lisa Kudrow actually gets an arc. Like all the all the side characters kind of get their own arc. It's not just Nate's arc, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: And her his best friend.
0: Right. Yeah, I said all the characters. So,
1: well, no, I'm saying it's not just Nate and his best friend cuz I feel like
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of um new Folks in this movie, people you haven't seen before in anything, or you've only seen them in really small things. Um, You know, we have Lisa Kudrow, and then... uh, Joshua Bassett. Yeah, Joshua Bassett. He's
1: in High School Musical, the musical, the series. He's really good. He's gorgeous. All right, we're done. Next.
0: He's not not that gorgeous.
1: I love him. So weird. He's...
0: It's such a weird person to like be obsessed with. I'm not obsessed with him. He's a he's like a really basic Disney Channel bro.
1: I'm not obsessed with him. I just like him a lot.
0: You said you love him and that he's gorgeous. He's like the most generic I he like he's not even somebody you would see modeling at like a Hollister. He's like somebody you would see modeling at like the gap or target. Yeah. Yeah. Um very milk toast. But that doesn't mean vanilla, white bread.
1: Oh my gosh! I'm I. He's really, really good in High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. He's also really good in this movie, and he's a singer songwriter, and he has music on Spotify that I really like. So he's just an all around cool person.
0: It's really funny because this movie is a musical, but he doesn't he get to sing any of the songs. He sings Wicked though at the end. Yeah, at the very end, they sing like a tiny bit from Wicked. Um, but yeah, like this is a this is this is a pretty. Easygoing, feel-good family movie. Absolutely great to put on, like with your with your kids. If you don't have any kids and you really like musicals, you'll probably still get a kick out of it. It hit me in the feels a couple times. Oh, I cried. Um, I mean, I, teared I, I, up. I did get I did get quite teary a couple times. I was really surprised. Um, but yeah, it's a really good, really sweet movie. But I don't think there's. It's it's the kind of movie it's going to evaporate. I can't remember any of the songs. They're perfectly fine while they're happening, but they're not particularly memorable.
1: Yeah, they sound good. They sound like kind of cat- they sound like they should be catchy, but like I'd have to listen to it a bunch of times.
0: Yeah, and and you know the budget sometimes is showing through. I think they did a really good job with making it to where whenever they're doing the Broadway musical numbers, they all take place in this very fakie looking set, so you can tell that they probably had about the same budget as like a High School to Musical you know, movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were able to make it work with their style, but not, not a lot of really amazing choreography or anything. I mean, as a musical, I would say the music doesn't really stand out that much. And I, I, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like I'm trying to not sound really negative. It doesn't feel like something that should have gone to the theaters. Yeah. It feels like exactly the right thing that should have gone straight to streaming it makes perfect sense there um, that doesn't mean it's not good it just means it that it wasn't meant for the big screens yeah it, it's not particularly cinematic there's n- i couldn't tell you one clever thing about the cinematography or the score there's a cool
1: set the uh the set where it's like fake manhattan and what do you like imagine manhattan That's what I'm just be? talking
0: about but you can tell that they had to do that right for budgetary reasons like even the parts where they are set in times square you can tell that they basically had to cordon off a bunch of extras and then they had like you know 15 minutes to get a shot because yeah, they have a bunch of extras standing still in Times Square, but then where the people are acting, there's nobody walking around there. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they're just there's just things that you can tell they had to do to kind of cut some co- corners budgetarily. So uh, while I think the the text is actually the best thing and it's you know it's based on a it's based on a book. Yeah. So, uh. Is
1: the book called the same thing?
0: Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, but imagine it's not a musical. I can't imagine it singing to you.
1: Obviously, Dad. Um. You on, think they wrote songs and sheet music inside of the book?
0: There's some. Re, the, the most unrealistic thing in the entire world to me. And I'm. I, look. Feel free to uh, clap back at us in the comment section or on our social media if you disagree with this. Yes, please clap back at us. Feel free to if you want to because uh, on this, but one of the most unrealistic things to me about the movie, and I'm not expecting it to be particularly realistic, was that both of these people said that uh, the best pre-Moana Disney movie.
1: (laughs) That's the most unrealistic.
0: Yeah, the best pre- pre Moana animated Disney movie with Lilo and stitch. And I look, I don't have any issues with Lilo and stitch. I know a lot of people that like Lilo and stitch. I don't know that anybody would say that it's the best Disney movie animated Disney movie that came out before Moana. That's just ludicrous. Yeah. Also, while I think Moana is great, that's a weird bar. It's a marker. What, yeah, it's a weird marker.
1: It makes sense. Wasn't that like the first Disney movie that came out in a long, long time?
0: No. Wrong. What about Tangled?
1: What about Tangled? That came out in like
0: two thousand nine. So?
1: Moana came out in like twenty nineteen.
0: Yeah, obviously it's newer. Obviously it's newer, but it's not like they just made Tangled and didn't make anything else. It's a it's a weird it's a bizarre and arbitrary movie to choose.
1: I think it makes sense some for some reason it just sounds right.
0: It makes sense because because it, it's like new it movies. It makes sense because children are uh incredibly finite with how they see time. Anything that didn't happen in their tiny little lifetimes doesn't matter.
1: No, that doesn't matter. They said pre Moana,
0: right? Which Moana would have come out. These are seventh graders, right? So this would have come out right around the time when they're actually, pardon me, starting to become cognizant of movies. Mm-hmm. So, but there, other than that, there's no metric. It's not the first, it's not, it's not whenever Disney animation came back and started making really good 3D animated movies, so doesn't fit into that metric. Usually, if you're an animation person, you would put the periods of Disney animation, you would uh, demarc it whenever they started making really crappy, low-budget animated films like Oliver and Company, uh, which I loved as a kid also, but I was a kid, and it's not a very good movie, and the animation's pretty bad. Um but then there was a, and then there started to be some of these movies that were pretty low budget, like The Rescuers. And, um, and then, yeah, around, like, I think it, I think you would, I think it would probably be Little Mermaid. That'd be a good demarcation. That's when Disney came roaring back and they had a whole series of that generation of Disney movies, right? Mm-hmm. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King. Cinderella. Oh, my God. You don't know anything about your about your animation history. Cinderella not one of those. Cinderella was made in like 1960.
1: Yeah, but it looks like Little Mermaid. It's, it's
0: just 2D animation.
1: No, it looks the same.
0: No, it doesn't. Yes, it, it does. Cinderella. Oh my god. No, uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like that there is that there is like the golden age of Disney, whenever they were making movies like Cinderella and Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and all those movies, right? Oh. And then Then there was a big drop-off around the 70s, I want to say, 70s and 80s. And then in the 90s was the next wave. So that's where you put that line. You wouldn't arbitrarily just put it at Moana. I know, again, I know why he did it is because kids. That's it. It, It's something that came out recently enough. And, you know, even Tangled might have been too old of a reference for some of these Tangled
1: came out like 25 years ago.
0: No, it didn't. I saw it with you at the theater.
1: 12 years ago.
0: That's what I'm saying. For a 7th grader. Anything that came out 12 years ago doesn't even exist, so yeah. that's why I'm saying. Okay. Moana and Stitch came out a bazillion years ago.
1: Exactly, it's pre Moana. So all oh, right. Oh my god! Listen, what movie? Ca- you're What movie? What, what what movies came out after Moana? They
0: came out after Moana? Mm-hmm. I don't know
1: Disney movies.
0: Why does that matter? it matter?
1: Because it matters. Doesn't matter. They that's- started like pumping out more movies after Tangled. Was there like a gap between?
0: But their argument was that that pre-Moana, which is basically everything, Lilo and Stitch is the best animated Disney movie. Yeah, that's stupid. So why are you arguing with me?
1: I'm not. You're just saying that the Moana thing was a weird time place to stop. It is. Yeah, and that's what I was arguing about. Lilo and Stitch, I agree with you. That's dumb.
0: No, it it doesn't make any sense. So you want to know what movies came out after Moana or what movies came out after Tangled?
1: After Moana.
0: Well, Moana just came out pretty recently. What Frozen two? That's not the only
1: one. A lot of movies came out after Moana.
0: I don't understand how this proves your point at all. This is annoying to me. You're just sitting over there stretching like a cat, taking a nap while you say (coughs) ridiculous things that don't even make any sense. How how in the world what came after Moana matters? Would they define that as like the breaking point?
1: Because there was like a it was like Tangled break. Moana, now tons I have to of go, movies, now, now tons, and are and and me, and go tons on of Disney movies. I'm going
0: my phone again. This is I apologize to everybody. So yeah. The, just me and Solomon settling arguments on Google now. That's all that's all that he wants to do.
1: Um but yeah, I think my favorite uh pre-Moana Disney movie would have to be like Honestly, maybe Tangled. I really like Tangled. Um Little Mermaid is also really good.
0: You're jumping all over the place. I said, "Prima to <laughs> Yeah, but you're like you're going, you're going so far all over the all over the map here. All right, so we have I have like here every single Disney movie. So that's what we skip forward to like uh, Tangled. Uh, and I guess we're gonna just remove Pixar from here, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Even though I feel like at this point they're like one.
0: All right, so. Actually, you know what? I'm not gonna skip it. I'm gonna go back just so just so just so you can hear how many movies that you would, could would consider more iconic and make more sense as a as a placeholder historically. Um, so we have Tangled in 2010, right?
1: Dude, I almost nailed that date.
0: Yep, Tangled in 2010, and then we're skipping all the um, skipping all of the years ago. I didn't nail it. Skipping all the um, Pixar movies. Yeah. Um, so then, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, which I think okay. was much more of a cultural moment. When was, was. When
1: was Wreck-It Ralph came out?
0: 2012. 2012. Frozen. Frozen came out 2013. Um, See, then Big Hero Six. See, these are all good movies. Uh, Zootopia.
1: These aren't musicals.
0: And then Moana.
1: Moana is the only musical.
0: No, it's not. Frozen is a musical.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, my bad.
0: This must be the most boring movie podcast to listen to at this point. It's just you saying stupid things. (laughs) No, Frozen is a musical.
1: Frozen is also a musical. So is Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph's not a musical. It has
0: tons of music in it.
1: It has music in it, yes. that is Like songs. But they don't sing them.
0: I I think it's considered a musical.
1: Wreck-It Ralph is not a musical.
0: Anyway, then Toy Story 4. It's Pixar. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Frozen 2, so since since Moana. Moana, Frozen 2, Ray and the Last Dragon, Ron's Gone Wrong, and Turning Red, none of which are musicals. Oh, mm, and Encanto.
1: Turning Red's not Disney either.
0: So yeah, so why in the world would you c- put it at Moana when there's only one Disney musical that's come out since then? That's, that's really Encanto. weird, you're right. Yes, I know, and I'm really glad that you guys got to witness uh, this uh, incredibly deep and detailed Moana?
1: discussion. Other movies
0: Yeah exactly That's what I'm trying they to say They should
1: have started at Tangled
0: Yeah I agree with you And I think that was like, Wasn't that like the beginning Of them doing 3D animation Yeah Doesn't make any sense Yeah Anyway So the point is The movie's light It's airy It's gonna disappear so like, loud. I, It's So disa- loud Go back into your mic It's gonna disappear <laughs> What
1: You went so loud I could hear you from the The it, yeah. Your voice is echoing Around the whole room
0: The movie is going to Disappear from your mind By the next day But you'll have a great time While you're watching it um, it's not going to, there's not really a lot more to discuss. That's why I didn't really mind going on these tangents because it's just such a light and airy movie. It's kind of like the Adam project. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. There's not a whole lot to discuss. It's just a fun movie that will disappear from the ETH into the ether yeah. like in like a week.
0: And it's technically competent. There was only one shot that was like really, really weird. Um, it was so weird that I was, I, they must've not had anything else to fill it, but they try and do a, um, they're kind of doing an over the shoulder. Right. And it's, uh, Um, that Polly Walnuts guy, what's his name? The guy from High School of Music. How
1: do you not know it?
0: Jonathan Bassett.
1: Joshua Bassett.
0: Joshua Bassett. There's a scene where he's like talking to a girl and it's kind of an over the shoulder. And then when it cuts back to him, the camera's like moving. Like the camera's still like, like it was like the camera operator was still like getting into place. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just really bizarre to see that in a movie that got released. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> in a
1: movie that got released,
0: I don't, I don't have really anything else to say. Definitely check it out. If you have kids, you'll like it. It'll pull at your heartstrings, especially if you have weirdo musical kids, uh, like I was, um, like I am, and Solomon. Uh, you know, it definitely will pull at your heartstrings even more. But, but yeah, I would say um, to in wrapping it up, I would give it. Uh, what actually? You go first. I have no idea. what I'm gonna give it.
1: Um. I'm thinking like a 7.5 Out of 10 uh, Joshua Bassett's
0: (laughs) Uh, I would think I'd I'd probably Give it a 7 Yeah Yeah just give it a 7 out of 10 Can't even think of any Clever things to say
1: What Any Just Just think of any
0: 7 out of 10 stars Go home What Go home Like Hollywood stars Stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They were on Hollywood, though. Cut. Anyway, that's <laughs> it for this week. Uh, next week, we should be. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna speak this into existence because I, I. If we're not talking about this next week, I'm gonna be infuriated. Is
1: it, 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 all the time.
0: Yeah. everything, all at once. All the. All
1: Anything the, and everything. All of... no. Uh, everything everywhere. All at once.
0: Yeah, something like that. Whatever. You know what the movie is. I'm really excited about watching this. Um, so make sure you tune in next week and until then thanks for listening
1: love you guys bye follow us on instagram at the kid in the pic and on roguemedia network.com
0: until next time this has been a rogue media podcast